3, the Feast of Shushan. Everyone expected this gala feast to last for a day or two, but Achashverosh had other plans. He was determined to make an unforgettable impression on his subjects by exhibiting the riches of his kingdom and the, his mastery over this, his, this wealth. Only after 180 days of displaying the majesty of his power did the feast finally come to a conclusion. But no sooner had this feast ended than the king announced another feast for the citizens of the capital, Shushan. Everyone, everyone was invited, regardless of station and rank, for all were equally subservient to a king who was to wield absolute power. This feast shall last for only seven days, ordered the king, but it shall take place in the court of the garden on my palace grounds. That will be a grave insult to Persian custom, your majesty, ventured the king's legal advisor. Persian rulers have never allowed anyone save nobles and princes to enter the king's courtyard. That is precisely why I'm arranging the feast there. The citizens of Shushan, where I have established the capital for my reign of absolute power, are as deserving of entry as any nobleman. The time has come for the lords of the land to realize that they are servants no more important than the lowliest subject. Only then will they cease advising me to curb my powers and allow me to rule this kingdom as befits a mighty king. Magnificent tents soon sprang up in the open palace courtyard. Their walls were made of white weaves, fine cottons, and blue materials. Even the cords which bound these tents to the silver-based marble pillars were made of fine linen and purple strands. The guests were seated on couches of gold and silver, whose beauty vied with the splendor of pavements formed from precious gems and white stones, shell and onyx marks, marble. But the service exceeded everything in its uniqueness. A royal decree abolished the need for observing the elaborate rules of etiquette which attended drinking at Persian banquets, so that there was no longer any need to wait for the more respectable guests to first partake. Fine wine flowed incessantly, and no one had to hurry his drinking because a neighbor waited the the use of his cup. Each guest received a a clever golden bottle, which included both the wine and the golden cup. Just as the preparations were complete for this great feast, Queen Vashti announced that she too was making a feast. The king's reaction was another link in his intricate strategy, and he confided his thoughts to his closest advisors.